Welcome to The Marcus Warren Show, powered by 960 Digital and the Wealth Empowerment Network. Now, here is your host, Marcus Warren. All right, here we go on a Sunday. It's The Marcus Warren Show, the number one retirement and tax planning show in the region. I am your host, financial advisor, tax enrolled agent, and author of the Retirement and Tax Playbooks, Marcus Warren. And I hope everyone is doing well on this Sunday. And to my left, I am joined by our resident tax professional, D. How you doing, D? Hello, and happy Sunday. And remember that if you miss any parts of the show and you want to catch up on anything that you missed, all you have to do is subscribe to the Marcus Warren Show podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Also, throughout the show, we will be offering a copy of my book, The Retirement Playbook, a free copy, by the way. All you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. You go to warrenwealth.net, you put in your information, and you will receive a free copy of my book, The Retirement Playbook, delivered free of charge to your front door. That book is a great resource uh, that talks about all the threats that, that, uh, that, all the risk that threatens your nest egg. Um, We're talking about tax rate risk, uh, interest rate risk, and of course, stock market risk. You have to protect your hard-earned money. Once again, all you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net and put in that information. So there are a lot of of topics, a lot of things going on in the news uh, today. Um, but let's talk about some of the things we're not going to talk about. We're not going to talk about the death of the first woman on the Supreme Court, Sandra Day O'Connor, O'Connor uh, RIP. We're also not going to talk about the end of the truce uh, between Israel and Palestine. Definitely not going to talk about that. But we're definitely not going to talk about the useless DeSantis and Newsom debate. We're not going to talk about that because we talk about retirement, finances, and money here And why do we talk about money, people? Because money matters. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. All right. Um, So let's do this. Let's um, let's talk um, taxes and and tax planning specifically. Why I believe we are uh, taxes are going to be going up. So for the past um, 46 years or so, financial professionals um, have been telling people that your taxes will go down in retirement. And for 46 years, this has basically been, been true for most Americans. And because of that truth, uh, we've created an entire universe of these tax-deferred retirement savings plans. I'm talking IRAs, 401ks, 403Bs, uh, simple IRAs, and we've been talked to defer, defer, defer. And tax deferral, that seemed like a brilliant concept at the time, right? Pay no tax now, let your money grow, then pay tax later when you decide to take it out uh, when your taxes could be lower. And since 1978, way before your time, D, Americans, we've been deferring our income uh, into these 401k plans, right? And boy, did those tax-deferred investments grow and grow and grow. Americans' retirement plan assets, they basically exploded. There is now over $30 trillion, that's with a T, in these retirement plans. But things have changed, people. 
But where are we today? Well, the uh, 2017 uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, it changed a lot of things. Number one, first, corporate tax rates, they were cut a lot. That flat tax rate went from 35% down to 21%. And people, those changes are written to be permanent. Now, let's talk individual tax rates. Individual tax rates were also cut. All tax brackets went slightly lower, but these low tax rates, they expire at the end of 2025. Now, at the same time, the U.S. budget deficit has doubled in the past three years. Our federal debt is now 75% of GDP or gross domestic product. Now, it is projected to be 144% of GDP by 2049, and that's higher than any time in the, US, uh, in the U.S.'s history. Um, it's even higher than uh, post-World War II when it was 106% of GDP. Now, if these tax cuts are extended, which they may or may not be, we can discuss that on a later show, that debt would go up to 219% of GDP. Now, what does all this mean? You know, GDP, uh, you know, 219%, all these percentages and, and uh, on this, ter- and this terminology. Well, imagine this. Imagine um, if you had annual income or your household had annual income of $100,000, but you owed Visa and MasterCard $219,000, right? That's what the U.S. is basically facing now. And that was all before the $2 trillion coronavirus aid package. So let's put this all together. What does this all actually mean? It means that the government needs money, people. And retirees, pre-retirees, you all that listen, are sitting on $30 trillion in retirement savings that has never been taxed. And so for the first time in 46 years, it is very possible that your taxes in retirement will go up. And I'm sure a lot of you agree. And if you do, raise your hand out there. Now put it back down. Keep both hands on the wheel if you're driving. Now, if it's not, if taxes don't go up, which I think they will, there's always these indirect tax increases, right? maybe increased fees on other programs like Medicare and Medicaid, higher taxes on Social Security, lower thresholds for taxation, perhaps. Maybe they'll just reduce benefits, or maybe they'll just change inheritance rules. Um, Oh, no, they already did. They already did that, right, with the SECURE Act of 2020. They basically changed how fast your beneficiaries have to spend down the inheritance so they can pay taxes on it quicker. That is why we do what we do. And you all need to be aware of these things, that your taxes in retirement, they will go up, and you need to plan ahead. So think about this. So in in 1980, the highest tax bracket was 70%. Today in 2023, the highest tax bracket is 37%. In 2024, the highest tax bracket is going to be 37%. And in 2025, the highest tax bracket is going to be 37%. So it's a whole lot lower today than it was back then. 
Now, this 37%, uh, our highest marginal tax bracket, is on incomes of $600,000 or more. Now, that doesn't affect me, and it probably doesn't affect a lot of you uh, out there. But you also know in 1980, there was also a 37% tax bracket, and that was on incomes of close to about $30,000. And you might say that that's not much money, Marcus, but remember, I'm talking about 1980. A married couple, two teachers in 1980 making $15,000 each, easily had a combined income of about $30,000. So low-middle-income America was paying 37%. So how can we make that number relative for today? So let's, uh, let's inflate that number by the historical inflation rate of about you know, a little over 3%. Now, if you inflate that number to today's dollars, about 43 years, that's a little over 100 thousand dollars, 101,167 to be exact. So basically somebody making the equivalent of a hundred thousand dollars in today's dollars back then, they were in, well, you would be in the 37% tax bracket, right? Now, what if you make a little over $101,000 today? Well, minus the standard deduction, you are in the 12% tax bracket. So if you've been to one of my workshops, read one of my books. Um, if you heard me on the radio, you know that I've been saying this for the last five years, that we are in the lowest tax rate environment that we've been in our lifetimes, the very lowest. And it gives you some opportunities and it gives you some options in regards to retirement planning. So let's do this. Let's go back to 2017. So the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, it reduced taxes uh, beginning in 2018. Unfortunately, these, uh, these cuts, they sunset or they expire at the end of 2025. And that basically means that in 2026, they are going to go back what they, they are going to go back to the rates that they were in 2017. So in 2026, if you made that same $101,000 that you're making today, after the standard deduction and exemptions, you're going to now be in the 25% tax bracket. Double, just like that. So you fall asleep December 31st, 2025, making $101,000 in the 12% tax bracket. You wake up January 1st, 2026, and bam, making the same $101,000, you're in the 25% bracket. Mm. but I believe it could go higher. Why is that? Because of our rising debts, deficits, and our unfunded liabilities such as Social Security and Medicare. Oh, and the national debt is over $33 trillion. And one of the only ways to deal with that is by raising taxes. But right now, at this moment... They are the lowest that they've been in about 80 years. And like I said, this gives you some opportunities. And it also gives you some options in regards to retirement planning. But time is ticking. Only three more tax seasons left before these rates go up. So who knows? think about it. Anyway, so uh, a lot to talk about on today's show. Uh, coming up next, uh, we're going to dive into some tax planning tips that you need to take before the end 
of the year. Like I said, time is ticking. You are listening to The Marcus Warren Show. Okay. Got a little uh, Toto. This is a uh, Hold the Line. Um, the song came out in uh, 1978. Okay. You know? Number yeah. five in the U.S., number 14 in the U.K. All right. There you go. I'm bad. I thought they were supposed to be doing like a hologram concert of Toto. That's, what I, what, I that's what I just saw. Yes, yeah, I see that on like, my phone right now. Go on, on, on tour as holograms. It, as holograms? Yeah. Okay. So, you know. Hey, uh, that's lazy. Gonna, hey, well, lazy. no. I mean, are they still alive? Oh. I mean, they might not be. It's oh, like Whitney Houston going on tour or Prince or Michael uh, Jackson. That makes sense now. You know, or Tupac. I take that back. Or as some people call them, probably the listeners out here, Tupac. Anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyway, welcome back to the show, the Marcus Warren Show. Remember that you can request a copy, a free copy, of my book, The Retirement Playbook. Uh, all you need to do is go to warrenwealth.net. That's warrenwealth.net. You put in information, uh, your information, and that book would be delivered free of charge to your front door. That book would teach you how to protect your retirement from all the risks that threatens your nest egg, market risk, inflation risk. And tax rate risk, you have to protect your hard-earned money from the IRS. Once again, all you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. All right, so um, all right, so I talked about um, and got everybody ginned up the last segment in regards to um, tax rates going up uh, in retirement and these tax cuts expiring. Um, but let's, uh, let's get to the present uh, day today where... Um, we're coming upon the end of the year, and there are some things that uh, people can do ahead of time to plan, uh, to do some tax planning, um, because there's there's tax preparation, and of course there's tax planning. Tax planning happens uh, before the end of the year, and then you prepare your taxes after the end of the year. So, um, you know, year-end tax planning, you know, it can be crucial for maximizing, you know, your tax savings you know, and hopefully ensuring some financial health, you know, as you move into the new year. So here are some suggestions, uh, maybe some tips uh, that will be helpful. Um, you know, first, I guess first and foremost, um, you want to contribute to your retirement accounts. Um, hopefully, you know, you're, you're doing things like that, um, you know, with your 401ks, uh, you're contributing every pay period, or even, um, of course, your, your IRAs, uh, if you can max those bad boys out, you know, it's a good thing uh, for an IRA. Uh, the um, maximum contribution this year is $6,500 if you're under 50 years old. If you're over 50, you get a $1,000, um, uh, what does it call it, a, an accelerated, a catch-up contribution if you're over 50, so you can contribute up to $7,500 uh, to that IRA, uh, if you have if you have a four hundred one k, those contributions are a lot higher. Um, under fifty, uh, twenty two thousand five hundred dollars is the max, and if you're over fifty, you can contribute thirty thousand dollars to your four hundred one k. Hot dog, that's a lot of money. Um, so you could do that. So I would uh, suggest doing that. Uh, that is a way to reduce your taxable income for this current year. What else can you do? 
um, you can uh, um, you can harbor some tax losses. So um, what do I mean by that? So if your investments, if they've lost uh, value, um, you can consider selling them to offset gains in uh, your other investments. Um, it's a strategy that we employ here in the office, um, and it's called tax loss harvesting, and that can help reduce uh, taxable income. Um, I'll put it this way. So say you, you know, you're, you're going through your investment gains, and say you have a gain right now of $5,000 in, in one of your investments. If you were to sell that and, you, and, and have that gain of $5,000, you in turn would have a $5,000 uh, capital gain, which you would have to pay taxes on that whole $5,000. Now, if you still have that $5,000 gain, but you also looked at this other investment where you had, say, a $1,000 loss, which you could do, which you could sell them both and offset that uh, $5,000 gain with that $1,000 loss. Thus, you would only have to pay taxes on the $4,000 gain. So, um, like I said, that's called tax loss harvesting, uh, can help you reduce your taxable income. And so that is a way to uh, do some tax planning before uh, the end of uh, the year. Um, what else? Uh, oh, oh, in regards to, I don't want to get too technical. Um, you have to be aware of what are called wash sale rules when you are doing the uh, tax loss harvesting. Basically, um, you know, there is a there would have been a strategic way to do to sell some of your losers, right? To offset your gains and then quickly try to buy the losers again just because you just sold it just to uh, offset those those gains. But you cannot do that. Um, if you try to do that, it would. Uh, if you try to do, if you try to sell something at a loss and then repurchase it within uh, 30 days, then you're not allowed uh, to do the harvest or to harvest those tax losses. So be aware of that. Talk to your uh, advisor uh, or your tax advisor. They will guide you in the right direction. Um, what else can you do? Um, charitable contributions. Um, if you itemize your deductions, you should consider making charitable donations before the end of the year. Um, of course, donations, and most people know this, donations to qualified charities, your church, the Goodwill, Salvation Army, things of that nature, they, when you uh, uh, make those um, um, contributions or, yeah, contributions, uh, you can deduct those, thus reducing your taxable income. Um, and it used to be, and it's not around anymore, correct me if I'm wrong, D, or, or, or tax expert. Um, Limit. <clears throat> well, no, you used to, <clears throat> even if you didn't itemize, oh, yes. that's gone, right? That's gone, yes. That, that was gone. just COVID for a couple of years okay. where they wanted people to, I guess, make donations. That's right. Okay, so so never mind. So you, so if you itemize, then you should consider making those charitable donations to reduce that taxable income. Um, let's talk um, health savings accounts. Um, so if you have a high deductible health plan, um, you're eligible to contribute to an HSA or health savings account. So, and you can contribute, I think, for, for this year. Um, if you're an individual, you can contribute, um, I think, 3850 bucks. If you're older, um, no, sorry, for family coverage, uh, you can contribute 77, well, 77 and 50 bucks, 7750 bucks. Um, and if you're over 55, then you get that $1,000 catch-up contribution. Um, now, contributions to these health savings accounts or HSAs, they are tax deductible, and the funds can be used tax-free for qualified medical expenses. 
Um, and so that's a, that's a good thing. That's triple tax savings. That's tax right. deduction up front. That's right. Tax-free growth. Tax-free withdrawals if used correctly. Triple, triple, triple. There you go. Um, so, you know, I would definitely do that. Um, by the way, um, unlike uh, if you have a health flexible spending account at work, HSAs are a lot better because, at least from, from my perspective, because HSAs, you can roll the funds over from year to year. So if you have a health flexible spending account, I don't, I don't want to get too confusing, uh, confusion, con- confusing, um, you need to be, you, you have to basically spend that balance down before the end of the year, because if you don't use your flexible spending account, then you lose it. However, HSAs are valuable tools because you can roll it over each and every year. And so you can pay for your current healthcare expenses and since you can roll it over future healthcare expenses. So there you go. Um, and then of course, um, you can do, uh, some Roth IRA conversions. And this, um, this is a little bit different than saving money in taxes the current year. So let me explain. So if you have uh, traditional IRAs or other uh, retirement funds, um, you know, a lot of times you should consider converting them to a Roth IRA. Now, this move, it will increase your taxable income in the year that you make that conversion. However, as I said in my last segment, um, it can be advantageous in the long run. Um, Roth IRAs, they offer tax-free growth and tax-free withdrawals when you're in retirement. And this strategy can be very beneficial if you expect taxes to be higher in the future than they currently are now. And I just talked about we're in the lowest tax rates environment that we've probably seen in our lifetimes. And taxes only generally have one way to go, and that is up. And the fact that these current tax cuts expire at the end of 2025, we already know that once they expire, taxes are just going to go up and revert back to what they were back in 2017. So um, one of the things you have to do is you, you, with when you're doing the Roth conversion, you have to make sure that you analyze whether the tax hit in this year, in the year of conversion, is worth the long-term benefit. We, in our office, we particularly think it is because taxes are on sale right now. And sometimes it may be beneficial to pay taxes at the lower rate, put it in that Roth IRA. And then from then on out, your um, investments are growing tax-free. And if tax rates double, triple, whatever they do, it does not matter because you already paid the tax at the lower rate. All right. And as always, remember that individual financial situations, they vary. So it's always a good idea to consult with a professional an investment professional like us or tax professionals like us. And then you can get some good personalized uh, advice. You know, you can always go to warrenwealth.net or go to ask uh, or talk to marcus.com uh, and we can see if we can uh, uh, help you out and give you some, some guidance. But those are just some um, tax planning tips that, that you can take before the end of the year. That could be very beneficial in reducing what you have to pay out to Uncle Sam. All right. All right. So um, coming up next, we are going to answer your emails. A lot of emails uh, this week. You are listening to The Marcus Warren Show.
Here we go. Hey, um, owner of a lonely heart. Yes. Yes, I remember this song. This is by uh, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not yeah. Yes. And uh, this song came out in 1983. Before your time. Okay. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, number one uh, in the U.S. Number 28 in the U.K. Okay. But there you go. I think this is a one-hit wonder, too. I don't know. Yes. Don't know. But, uh, you know, it's a good song. I enjoyed it back in the day. Anyway, welcome back to the show, The Marcus Warren Show. Remember that you can request a free copy of my book, The Retirement Playbook. All you need to go, all you need to do is go to warrenwealth.net. That's warrenwealth.net. In that book, it has all the tips on retirement planning, tax planning, uh, all the things you need to secure and rescue your retirement from all the threats that are out there. All you have to do, once again, people, is go to warrenwealth.net. All right, uh, like I promised uh, earlier, let's get into some emails here. Yes, it's email, email time. It's time to check the mail. Hey, folks, if you have a question for Marcus, just visit warrenwealth.net. Click on the Ask Marcus button. Tell us your name. Tell us your question, and we might answer it on the show. Again, that's warrenwealth.net. Click on the Ask Marcus button. Send us your good questions, and we'll answer the good ones on the show. First one today is from Ray. He says, I will qualify for Medicare before my wife. Will my Irma be based on our combined income? All right. Um, well, Ray, the quick answer is yes. But um, you obviously have been doing a little bit of homework because you said Irma. And what Irma oh. is oh. for the people out there, uh, Irma stands for Income Related Monthly Adjustment Amount. And it is in regards to Medicare. And yes, uh, it will indeed be based on your combined income, uh, especially if you're married and you file a joint tax return. Um, Irma um, is basically an additional charge uh, that is added to Medicare Part B uh, and Part D. And that's Part B is medical insurance and Part B is prescription. Um, And uh, if if your income exceeds certain thresholds. Okay. So um, the social security administration, right. They use uh, what's called modified adjusted gross income uh, that is on your tax return from the two years prior to determine if you owe Irma, right. Two years prior, right. Yes. Yeah, so, so, for so, so for income, yeah. So mm-hmm. for income, for the Met for the 2023 Medicare premiums, they would look at your 2021 tax return. Perfect. There you go. So if you and your wife filed jointly, uh, and the income thresholds uh, for Irma, um, you know, is is higher. If, if it's higher than those thresholds, then you can see an increase uh, in those premiums, right? And so, however, though, and uh, D, you uh, brought me to brought us brought this to my attention. You said that, um, because we're doing this for, for, for a client or, or two, mm-hmm. if your income changes significantly, 
due to uh, retirement or any other reason, you can appeal uh, the IRMA decision or request a new determination based on your current income, right? Correct. Yeah, because we did mm-hmm. that for, for someone. I forgot what the situation was, but mm-hmm. it was something like that. Retirement. Retire- mm-hmm. Oh, it was retirement? Mm-hmm. There, there you go. Um, so anyway, um, you know, as always, um, you know, when we're talking about IRMA and Medicare and things of that nature, um, go, you know, you probably should talk to a, a Medicare expert. Um, you know, we have uh, experts on, uh, on staff here that, uh, you know, can assist you. Uh, but just uh, you want you might want to uh, speak with uh, someone who's a little more well versed than than we are. But hope that answers your, your your question. What else we got? Next question is from Sandy, who says, "I will turn seventy three in August of twenty twenty four, and I'm confused about oh. when I must." Be- no, go ahead. Oh, okay, I'm confused <laughs> about when I must begin taking RMDs. Will I be required to withdraw money in twenty twenty four and report it on my twenty twenty four taxes? I have read that you can be required to withdraw twice during the first year. This is very confusing. Okay. Um, Sandy, so I got a birthday coming up. Um, so you're, you said August of 20, she said August of 2024. Mm-hmm. So um, your first required minimum distribution, RMD, um, would be in April of 2025. That is when you would be, uh, required. So basically, um, when you turn the year you turn 73, your first RMD is due by April 1st of that following year. Now, this is what you have to, to think about. And you obviously did your research too, because you heard that you may have to take two payments. Now, you turn 73 in 2024. You have to take it by April 1st of 2025. Now, if you do that, if you wait and you do that, then you have to take your second distribution by December 1st of that same year. So you are right if you wait. Now, by the way, you, you turn uh, 73 in August of 2024, you can take your RMD by the end of 2024 if you want. You can take it in, in, in uh, September of 2024. But if you choose to wait until 2025, yes, you will have to take another one by the end of that year. There you go. All right. Hope that did that sound right? Makes sense. That did sound right. Yeah. That made uh, yeah. That made complete sense. I was gonna say another one, like DJ Khaled says. Yes. Another one. (laughs) All right. What else we got? Mark says I've lost a lot of money in the market in the last two weeks. Is it just me? That's it. That's it. All right. So, um, <laughs> all right. First of all, um, I want Mark kicking himself. I want to amend um, the disclaimer uh, that D says at the beginning mm-hmm. that we will answer good questions only, um, only mm. um, because this does not fall into. Oh, Mark. I mean, I guess I don't have to answer it if I don't want to, and then I guess your disclaimer still Just holds up. On. But mm-hmm. for the sake of, let me do this. For the sake of, um, since it made the air, um, I will go ahead and, and answer that question. Um, all right, Mark, um, it depends. So the S&P 500, the last couple of weeks has, has been up uh, one, or, one or so percent. Um, NASDAQ um, has been up uh, actually about a half a percent or so. The Dow Jones has actually done well uh, the last uh, couple of weeks. And uh, the Russell 2000, uh, yeah, it's also up too. Um, pretty, pretty decent the, the last couple of weeks. But So it is just you, Mark. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, 
these, I mean, it's mixed performance in the market. Your portfolio's performance only depends on the specific stocks that you have, that you're invested in. And this is something that uh, investors do all the time. They'll have a healthcare fund and will look at the stock market, the S&P 500, and um, think that their specific healthcare fund should match what's going on with the general market. And that's not true. So it really depends on what stocks that, that you have. Matter of fact, the S, speaking of the S&P 500, if you dig down and, and look at, at performance within that S&P 500, there were 500 stocks in the S&P 500. Wow. Wow. My, my mind is blown. But when you look at performance, there are really only seven stocks, they call them the Magnificent Seven, that are really driving the performance of the whole entire index. So you can have, you know, you, you can look and have 50 stocks in that S&P 500 that aren't even up, but the performance of just seven of them are booing all the other 500. And so it really depends. So you, you have to make sure when you're trying to benchmark or when, you, or when you're trying to compare that you're comparing apples to apples. So to answer your question, it could be just you, but it may not be. But I would say this, if you are a do-it-yourselfer, then it's definitely just you. All right, what else we got? Okay, next one is from Jenny. She says, I have a traditional IRA account at Vanguard. I have been redirecting dividends and capital gains that I earn to a money market fund held within this traditional IRA brokerage account. Is this creating a taxable event for 2023, or do I not need to pay taxes on this? Um, let's just quick. So, when, when you, Jenny, when you reinvest dividends and capital gains within your traditional IRA account, including into a money market fund that's held within that same IRA, it does not create a taxable event. Taxes on any kind of earnings are deferred until you actually take money out of that IRA. All right. Because remember, with the traditional IRA, your, your contributions uh, are pre-tax, right? You're uh, getting a tax break. The growth of those investments is tax deferred. That means you don't pay taxes as the money grows, but you will pay taxes when you take that money out. So just uh, uh, make a note of that. Uh, the key point is that as long as the money is within that IRA, then you are fine. All right, let's do one more. Okay, Gretchen says, I retired in 2016 from state government. I get a pension. My husband and I are 65 and will start collecting Social Security. Will I have to claim the pension as income? Um, all right, Gretchen. Um, so when it comes to your pension, um, you know, and how it impacts your, 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 your tax situation, a um, couple of things. One is, yes, pension uh, is considered taxable income. Um, you know, the portion of your pension uh, that you need, uh, the portion of your pension, or really all of your pension will be, uh, taxed on the federal level, right? Um, and it also um, will affect uh, how much of your Social Security uh, becomes taxable, all right? Um, it's something called provisional income. Um, and so up to 85% of your um, Social Security benefits could become taxable depending on how much your pension is, all right? Um, from a state level, um, if you're in Kentucky, and I'm going to assume that, 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 that you're here in Kentucky. I guess you could be anywhere. Uh, you, you didn't say. But here in Kentucky, um, 
your couple things. One, I know you didn't ask about Social Security, but your Social Security is, is not taxable. And then your pension, there is some that is excluded, and that number is around thirty-one or so thousand. It used to be forty-one thousand dollars or so, but now up to uh, I, I think the first thirty-one thousand dollars of uh, retirement income is not taxed. So. There you go. So um, will you have to claim the pension as income? The answer is yes. And But you do get a, a little break from this commonwealth of Kentucky. So there you go. All right. D, thank you for uh, that uh, those emails and those questions. Appreciate it. Coming up next, hey, we're going to get into some news you can use and news you can't use. You're listening to The Marcus Warren Show. All right. Got some uh, Aerosmith going on. So, obviously, this song is called Dude Looks Like a Lady. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Song came out in 1987. Okay. Number 14 in the U.S., number 20 in the U.K. All right. So, there you go. They're They're on tour also. Yeah. Aerosmith? They are? Yeah. How old are they? Well, I mean, Steven, Steven Tyler Ty- has 75. To be, and Joe Perry, do you know Joe Perry? I don't Perry? know how Joe Perry. Probably, probably in around the same early age. Early 70s, so. yep. Yeah, so there early you go. Minute, yeah. there and you not are. hologram. Yeah. You, you, Real you, life. Right now. You know, by the way, if you combine their last names, it's Tyler, Tyler Perry. Perry. There you go. Look at that. Filmmaker. Wow. Medea. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's pretty good. All right, welcome back to the show, the Marcus Warren Show. Uh, remember that you can request your retirement, uh, the retirement playbook, my book, uh, free copy. All you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net, warrenwealth.net, put in your information, and that book will be delivered free of charge to your front door. Good book, a lot of good information. Order it, you get it for free. Um, might not make a great Christmas gift, but uh, I think it will if, if somebody's near or in retirement. Actually, it's the best Christmas gift. I don't even know why I even thought that it wouldn't make a good Christmas gift. It's fantastic, and it's free. Anyway, go to warrenwealth.net, and uh, you can order that book. All right, it is time to get into some news that you can use. Well... Here's an upside to persistent inflation. Got to make lemonade out of lemons, right? Uh, More of your income will be taxed at lower rates next year. That's because the IRS has announced their annual inflation adjustments to federal income tax brackets for 2024. And the increase in uh, their adjustments slightly outpaces the current inflation rate by about a percent and a half or so. So the standard deduction and the thresholds for each tax bracket are up 5.4%, the second largest adjustment in the last three decades after last year's 7.1% hike. So the uh, threshold for the top federal income tax bracket, which is 37%, uh, is now over $700,000 for married couples and for individuals. Is half of that. Half of that. (laughs) I didn't see it here. Yes. Yes, that's correct. Probably. But... No one knows what that means. Like, in the grand scheme of things, 
Inflation uh, adjustments well, every year. For So if you're in the 12% tax bracket, you're likely stay in the 12%, 12% tax, bracket, tax bracket, even if your income increased by a little bit right. because of wage increases. Yes. You know, it's, it's wild because when you talk about inflation, just yeah. in general, and, you know, our inflation is, you know, back down significantly to, um, you know, right around uh, uh, 3, 3.4 or so percent, yeah. which is normal. Yes. However... It doesn't feel that way. Of course and not. We're feeling beings, right? We're we're human beings, but we're human we're human feelings. We it's about the way that we feel. Yeah. And when you go and you know, at least for me, I know that I have my base groceries that I get at K Roger, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I just know that I'll get those same base groceries. And the price is a lot higher, by the way, than 3.4%. Yeah. And I think, you know, and so it just doesn't feel that way. And so when they say those things, and then actually it really isn't that way because I know when my pocketbook feels, and my pocketbook feels lighter because of this uh, inflation that's kicking a brother's butt. Anyway. Yeah, I think um, a big part of that is just the perception <laughs> of what inflation is. And so when you yes. hear news about hey, the rate, oh wait, inflation's gone down. Inflation just measures the rate of growth. So if it's 3.4%, which is down from the past when it used to be 8%, 9%, <laughs> um, it still means that prices are growing and prices have grown. Right. We, right. We're not experiencing deflation where things are going in the negative direction that might blow up the economy and cause a bunch of recessions and stuff like that. But right. it's still, prices are high and they're not dropping back down. They're just staying high. Yeah, that's just, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're all right. People are hurting out there. They're hurting. All right, what else? You well, got? I have some good news. The four oh, there we go. the four percent rule is back, is thanks it? to higher interest rates and bond yields. It is now likely safe, likely safe for new retirees to spend four percent of their nest eggs in the first years of retirement, and then adjust that amount for inflation in subsequent years. And you might be thinking, wait a minute, I didn't know the four percent rule went away. Well. It did. Two years ago, Morningstar, uh, a few years ago. If you listen to me, (laughs) I've been saying that. You have been saying that. For Um, years. Morningstar recommended 3.3% as a safe withdrawal rate simply because interest rates had been so low for so long. Bond yields weren't returning what they were when the 4% rule was implemented. And so that uh, 4% rule actually went down a while ago. I've been saying that for a long time but uh and luckily some people listen to me and have benefited uh, others hey not so much hopefully people are listening to me in regards to what i talk about taxes so anyway uh enough about me you can only win some what win else some, we got some, right? yeah <laughs> all right tiktok is betting heavily on logistics i think this is interesting as it tries to turn its large streaming audience into a share of the e-commerce market so the social media app is setting up a network of, ver- of warehouses and fulfillment operations, oh. a la Amazon, taking uh, on the nuts and bolts of managing inventory and delivery away from independent merchants, which they're doing right now. Um, the business, um, as we know, is owned by Beijing-based ByteDance. They're Uh-oh. borrowing a page from Amazon.com to compete directly in the e-commerce market. And I don't know, you've probably seen this on TikTok, I don't, uh, and, and anybody else who has been on TikTok, you just see all these 
use ads, ads for products. Oh yeah, and then you can get the influencers who are also promoting. Okay, the answer to that question products. is okay. You said influencers. I'm not influenced by influencers oh, on the TikTok. Mm, sure. No, mm-hmm. not yeah, not the TikTok. You're the only one However, immune to that. Exactly. I am immune to it. Uh-huh. However, I don't need an influencer. Want to yeah. know why? Because if I see an ad, and it looks good to me, then I'm going to get it. And you are so ha- not easily influenced. And have You're I? So right. Have I been uh, uh, influenced by, mm-hmm. have An I bought ad? something off of TikTok? Mm-hmm. I have. There you go. I, I bought my, uh, well, my phone case. By the way, it was from China, and by the way, it Uh-oh. didn't last. Oh. But uh, but I have I'm bought shocked. that. Yeah, I've, I've actually mm-hmm. I bought another thing uh, for my car that ended up not, fi- actually, I've had bad experiences oh, when no. I bought stuff on TikTok, <laughs> but I have have seen things and have yeah. bought stuff. So You and, and as um, other people so obviously go. have, and now they're trying but, to... Capitalize on it. But it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense on a huge level. Mm-hmm. And that, and I bet you Amazon is a little concerned. Yeah. Because. Direct competitor. If, if, if they have some sort of logistics and platform, well, they already have the platform, but now they're building logistics and warehouses. Yeah. There are a lot of, of users. So I bet you Bezos is way by, is lobbying his butt off to have TikTok banned as soon as possible. And I think what we're probably going to see is Amazon trying to go the TikTok model with videos and, and no. trying to add some sort of video thing on no. their platform. On, no, who, on who's on that platform? On what platform? Well, people go to Amazon to the, search the, for stuff to buy. That's it. You're going to Amazon to buy something. You're not going to Amazon to spend... You're not scrolling. Two and a half hours of useless time scrolling mm-hmm. through, right. um, you know, recipes and and dance offs and you know pranks. I'm just and saying, I got nature. a hot tip for Jeff Bezos: add videos to the products. You're so trying that to lose them money. Amazon? Yeah, videos to the product. There are videos. You have never been on Amazon, have you? <laughs> I have been on All Amazon. you got to do is scroll down, and then you'll see, like, I don't scroll. I, can't, I don't do that. Not even I, scroll. I need but to you capture just... my attention immediately. Otherwise, I'm just no, going to go on to the next this product. This is Amazon. Yeah. How do they capture your attention immediately? Well, if I'm searching for, like, say, pillows. Right, and or, you click on the pillow yeah. that you like because it caught your attention. Yeah. Right, you don't look at the reviews. And the reviews will have vid- like I look at reviews all the time because I don't want to. Oh, the get, reviews will get... have videos, but you gotta I, like, go down and dig for those. You don't di- shoot. I don't. I, all you gotta do is hit. this right up there, and it, it have five or four stars, and then have fifteen thousand reviews or twenty reviews. Yeah. It's easy. Hey, get with the program, Amazon. It's it's not new. I know you. You obviously you know are like a, a person who has who has never been online before, but get with the program, and you will be able to to see those things. Anyway, thank you, D, for. That news that you can use. And, uh, you know, if that was it, uh, we would be we would be good. We would be good. But our people that we try to entertain and edumacate would not. Because what they really want is the news that you can't use. Well, a subscription box company called Bloomsy Box is seeking a special Christmas movie maven to get paid $2,000 to watch and rank 12 Hallmark holiday movies. Oof, that's brutal. I need more than that. I agree. I was Those. just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Bloomsy Box said that the chosen candidate will also receive an ample supply of Giardelli hot chocolate and two pairs of fuzzy socks to guarantee a cozy watching experience. Mm, no. Um, I, I would need a lot more. Um, oh. Now... You said what? Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. Any any and some cozy co- socks. Giardelli. 
in any Kahlua or anything in that hot chocolate? You could add that on your own. All right. Yeah. You know, some, yeah. uh, you know throw a little. Get through those Hallmark shot movies. Of bourbon up in there. Because I agree. to get through those Hallmark movies, by the way, which are all the same. And uh, look, I, I just pulled up. Here we go. So we have a. Uh, uh, Time for them to come home for Christmas. Yeah. Reunited at Christmas. Okay. Uh, an unexpected Christmas. Oh, okay. Christmas under wraps. Yeah. Christmas at Graceland. There we home go. for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Time. Oh, I just said time for you to come home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Never been Christ. Whatever that means. <laughs> um, it is insane. I, yeah. I wonder how many there are. Oh, look, there's a ranking. The 40 best Hallmark Christmas movies of all time. Oh, so there's at least minute. 40 of them. So somebody's By already the way, ranked them? Oh, gosh. I mean, this is, it's it, it's ridiculous to me. Um, all right, one more. Okay, a long lost <laughs> masterpiece dating back to the year 1,280 is headed to the Louvre Museum in Paris after it was found hanging in a French grandmother's kitchen. This lady had get paid? a long lost masterpiece. Well, I don't know. Masterpiece. It's called it's it's called Christ Mocked. It's a okay. ten inch by eight inch painting by a Florentine artist and was discovered in twenty nineteen when an elderly woman decided to have it appraised. The painting had been hanging in her kitchen for years. The artwork was auctioned for twenty six point eight million dollars. What? But the French government barred it from being exported to whoever was trying to get it outside of France. So I don't know if, you know, that lady won the auction. Well, and then like, the French government said, no, you can't have this $26.8 million. Well, well not one, but they were gonna, somebody was going to buy it from her. Somebody was going to buy it from her. Yes, at, yeah, at I guess auction. she did yeah. win because she would have won a lot of money. Yes, she would have. But wow, that is uh, insane. Um no, you can't. But do it that. is now going into the Louvre Museum. Well, hopefully she got paid. If she didn't get paid, uh, I'm, I'm disappointed. Once, once again, with the French government. <laughs> anyway, D, thank you for that. And we all, of course, know what time it is. We know what that music means. It means we've come to the end of the show. I want to thank everyone for listening. Have a great week and take it easy on this Sunday. Thank you for listening to the Marcus Warren Show. For more information or to request your retirement toolkit, contact Marcus at 502-339-8255 or visit his website at talktomarcus.com. Warren Wealth Management and Tax Planning and WGTK are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested.